You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, everyone. Yes, championship <laughs> weekend yeah. is, is upon us. Mike, you say yeah, but I get sad because there's only three football games left. Well, listen, you got to cherish them right now. I mean, right. that's so true. You know, we we get to this part like last weekend, the division around, and this week with the championship around, we're all geeked up. But, yeah, if you let your mind drift a little bit, you know, you got the Pro Bowl games next week, which whatever those are going to be, I'm somewhat interested to see what they're going to be. And then the Super Bowl, and then here we are again. But we're always sad there's no games, but we know the drama that we're going to have, right? Because, again, we have the Aaron Rodgers drama, the Tom Brady drama, the now the, the car, their car drama uh, as well, and other quarterbacks out there. Is Lamar Jackson going to sign? How much is Jalen Hurts going to get? So, in a quarterback-driven league, there's still going to be a whole lot of quarterback conversation. And then to the draft with probably yeah. four quarterbacks taken in the first round. So we'll still have plenty to talk about, but it will be a sad day when the games end. And Sean Payton lurking around every oh. organization. Yeah, wondering who he's going to get his $15 million a year from. Yeah, <laughs> We'll get to all that in a second, but all three of us are dog owners. And is it just me? First off, I just walked my dog. And I wish I called my dog Golik because I believe Golik is a very good dog name, okay? But I also want my dog to act more like a Golik where it will just take a shit anywhere, at any time, any place, doesn't need the proper surroundings. My dog needs like the perfect settings in order to, I know he's got to go, but he won't go until it's quiet, perfect patch of grass, and that's ungolic like because a Golik will go anywhere, as will I, by the way, okay? Mm. But do your dogs do the same thing? Like, it's 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 frustrating to me. My dogs have their spots at the house, at both of our houses. They have spots that they'll go, but, like, when we go on walks, Ted, my bulldog, he'll just stop right in the middle of the street, drop trial, and that's it, right there. Mm. <laughs> right, I mean, right in the middle of the street. He doesn't need that. Like father, like grass. son. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, got to go. Here we go. Right. Go ahead, Dad. Pick that thing up, mm, you know? Yes. And so, yeah, no, they, they will pretty much go anywhere at any time. Which uh, is, Ted which is, is everything I want my dog yeah. to be. <laughs> I like Ted. Yeah, yeah. And, and as Ted, Ted walks along, he'll pick up a stray rock and just eat it. Yeah. For some reason, he thinks eating rocks is great for his digestion. I have no idea. I like uh, Ted. I uh, did. Teddy Golick. Wait, Bill, you have the same problem? Now we have like a yard so we can let the dogs out. We'll right, go for yeah. walks sometimes, right? But like at night, it's not as bad because we just kind of let them out. I'll stand outside, you know, like in the back and just look out with like a flashlight if they go to like the dark areas just to make sure they're not doing anything bad. Uh, but it was bad when I was in an apartment because I'd have to walk them and we just walk around the apartment. And we do laps and laps and laps sometimes. And they just weren't in the mood to go to the bathroom. And it's like, we got to get this done yeah. because we need to go upstairs and go to sleep. It's like 12 o'clock at night. We've been out here for 40 minutes for you to go to oh. the bathroom because you're not going to do this inside. And then there were the days that it rained. Those were terrible. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, That's Mike, do you, do you walk your – because I just spent my time walking my dog going – Hey, I got to get to Golik. Like, can you act like a Golik? Can you just take a shit, please? And do, do you lead your dog to those places or let your dog lead you to them? Well, so two different spots. In Arizona here, we're in a neighborhood 
where we have to, we walk them on a leash and they'll go wherever they want to go. Sometimes we'll take them to a dog park where they, we let them run around a little bit. At Notre Dame, I just we throw them in the golf cart and I just go on campus and basically let them go. I just take them off leash. We're not supposed to, and oh. they go and do their business wherever they want. You know, I pick up. Listen, we, we're we're conscientious. We pick up the poop and stuff, but then they're kind of free to roam and they kind of do their thing. And but they're great. Like at night. They know when it's close to bedtime and we open that front door and say, let's go out. They come out, they do their business, and they go right back in. So God love them for that. Yeah, I think that's the problem, Billy. I lost my lawn. I sold my house and lost the lawn. That's <laughs> tough. That's tough to not yeah. have a lawn. And I it is just t- open the yeah. door and let them go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And let them go to find their own spot. Yeah, that I makes know. it tough. How do you feel about Golik as a dog name? I mean, <laughs> Golik. Well, you know how you know people would mock us, Golik. You know, and what no. do dogs do? You know, no, they. No, yeah. We, we know never they do got that. mocked. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, yeah, you were going to say, God bless I, I football. By if, the way, Mike, God bless football. Uh, I want to know if you pick up shit. If you pick up dog shit when when it happens. Me? Yeah. Of course I do. Now here's the question, though. <laughs> If oh. you go outside and don't have a poopy bag, no, Mike, I do. I have to. The neighbors get pissed at me. Oh, you have to. Yeah, and everyone's videoing everything, and it's all over Facebook. Yeah, and like yeah. your wife's yelling at you. Like I wouldn't if there was no video. To be honest with you, but like if you go outside and you guys don't have a poopy bag, you forget one. The dog takes the poop. Will you bring the dog back and then go back to where it pooped with a poopy bag to pick it up? Or when you're home, you're home. And that's I, it. I normally will, but yeah. I'll try desperately to find something in my surrounding area <laughs> that will pick it up or let me move it to like a sewer and at least knock it down in the sewer. I will do my best to take care of it with something in nature. Right. before I come back with a bag. But I will always take care of it, yes, because that, you have to be responsible with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, the NFL, I can't, there's no way to transition. No. Uh, <laughs> but the NFL, Mike, I think this is partly why we love it so much every single year. When you look at the four teams left, the four teams are great. They're probably start to finish the best four teams in the NFL. Yeah. But we focus so much on the quarterback. And when you look at the four quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. Like, yeah. that's what I love about the NFL, Mike. You got three Hall of Famers and Mr. Irrelevant. It's so great. Yeah, it, listen, it really is. And in, in I called the game last week, and in the first half, he looked more like a rookie than he has all year. Yeah. Dallas's defense played him extremely well. They completely shut down the run, and they kind of took that offense – that normally has a good rhythm to it, out of rhythm. They put pressure on Purdy, sacked him a couple of times in the first half, and he looked like a rookie. And then the second half, they started wearing uh, and got the running game going, started wearing the defense down a little bit. But it's a combination of stuff. You know, listen, you have to give Brock Purdy all the credit in the world for stepping into this situation. And for being ready for the situation. Yes, exactly right. That is a guy who understands the job of being prepared and knowing you're literally one play away from being on the field and being able to step in and say, you know what, you don't really have to dumb shit down for me. You know, I, I've been studying all along. Like that, that's what you, you when you when you hear people say, "I'm studying like I'm a starter." That's exactly what you should be doing, mm-hmm. because literally in all the positions, you're one with the with the rosters the way they are. You're one play away from being out on the field and being. And if you're out on the field, that means you're being counted on. 
You know, you, you know, I don't. Nobody wants to hear. Oh, he's a rookie. They want to see. Okay, execute. But sometimes you cross your fingers, hoping that they can execute because he's a rookie. But with between the Kyle Shanahan offense, again, I don't think Brian Greasy gets enough credit for coming out of the booth at ESPN to be in the quarterback coach there. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact now that the the five, you know, the 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 five fingered attack of uh, you know, of 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 Kittle of Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. Jesus. They, they played six games together now, and they're 6-0 right. when they played. This last game was their sixth game together. It's just a plethora of talent for Brock to pick from. But, again, I'll say Dallas did a good job of taking some of that away and making him look like a rookie. And I think the Eagles have even a better chance to make Brock Purdy look and feel more like a rookie with their defense I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I think right out of the gate, I think the NFC is winning the Super Bowl. Wow. No matter who comes out of this game, I think they're yeah. winning the Super Bowl. You know, I said that earlier this week where the two best quarterbacks are clearly in the AFC, but yes. the two best teams are in the NFC. That's so. exactly right. Yeah. You're a thousand percent correct yeah. on that. Yeah. So, so, Mike, you think it's because it's interesting, but Brock Purdy hasn't done yet. Maybe you can speak to this having played and played in home playoff games and road playoff games. Uh, Brock Purdy has yet to go on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. He's been in the friendly confines of being at home where things are just easier, Mike. They are. Can you explain to us and the audience, like, what's the difference, especially in a playoff game with a, with a rookie quarterback going on the road? That's not a problem for Burrow, Mike. It's not a right. problem for Mahomes. They've been there. They've done it. It might be a problem for Brock Purdy, especially going to a place like Philadelphia. Well, Mahomes hasn't had to worry about it in the playoffs. They've been in the AFC Championship game all five of his years. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so, road games are tough, ro- though. Yeah, road games are yeah. tough. Yes. So, so th- the problem is obviously communication. So if it's loud, you're going to go by the you know the the guard or whatever. The center's either going to look under his legs, and when the leg snap, he'll snap it on his own. Or the guard will give a put a motion in front of the center to say when you can snap it. But it's not just the snap count. It's if you're going to change plays. Uh, San Francisco loves the motion. They love the motion, and through motion, they can try and figure out what coverage is going to be. So sometimes they're going to change things at the line of scrimmage. Now, Rock's got to go up to the line, change protection. Sometimes the receiver's got to come in and hear what he's saying. So everybody is on the same page because that's what happens. When it gets loud and you have to try to verbally communicate, you can you can silence snap count all day. That That's not an issue. Uh, but you have to verbally, when you're changing plays, unless you're doing it with hand signals, which sometimes you have to, when their hands go up by their head, it's kill, sure. kill, and it goes back to a, a certain play. But sometimes you have to communicate verbally. And that's when, what if one person doesn't hear it, right? And one person does the one thing wrong, you can be screwed. That's where it can it can really hurt you. And that's something they'll work on because as we're talking about it, you know who else knows that he hasn't been on the road? The 49ers. Right. <laughs> they yeah. know he hasn't been on the road, and they know it's going to be allowed. So they're going to go through, you know, what's the best system for him. You know, maybe he had one in college at Iowa State when he was on the road in a big game. You know, speaking of which, how about the fact that he and Jalen Hurts played against each other in college awesome. in yeah. 2000, what, 2019, I think it was, it Oklahoma does. against Iowa State. Yeah. Classic game, by the way. Yeah, oh, Great it was. Game. And yeah. C.D. Lamb was with Jalen Hurts yes. on that side. Brees Hall was with uh, with Purdy on the other side. But that's the biggest thing is, is when you have to change it enough to walk to the line, change the protection that the receivers have to hear as well, that everybody stays on the same page for the play to start. 
it, it seems to me that you feel like the Cowboys squandered an opportunity. Like, if I told you before the game, San Francisco, 19 points, you would have told me Dallas is going to win that football game, right? Well, I, as I good don't as know, San Francisco's defense is, I realize I, that. I don't know if I would have said that because Dallas at home, Dallas was, was I think, uh, I think they're first in the league in points given up. And it's even better at home. They were giving up under four, 15 points at home all year, and they were 9-1 and one at home. So I, I didn't know if Dallas was going to be able to score that many points, quite honestly. Right. Um, and then when Dak start, you know, throws the two interceptions, and he should have thrown a pick six, if Drake Greenlaw, Greenlaw would have held on to that ball on one of their last couple of drives. Um, so that, that was – they did shoot themselves in the foot. And I do think the defense lost the D lineman in the first half. And that really hurts your rotation because you could see them getting worn down in the last quarter and a half. And that San Francisco line started leaning on them. And they ended up with a hundred and some rushing yards when they barely had in the teens, I think, in the first half. So it all just kind of collectively added up on the Cowboys. Uh, I'm checking out Dallas here in terms of uh, points per game. Yeah, they gave up 20 points per game, but I don't have the splits here, but they gave up 20 points. And San Francisco, incidentally, uh, gave up like 16.3 points per game. So Yeah, they did. And like right. I said, they gave up 14.8 at home games. Um, but, but Dallas, when Dak came back, Dallas was scoring a lot of points. Dak had thrown the most touchdowns, but unfortunately he had thrown the most interceptions as well. And then how much fun did we all have watching the last play of that game and what the hell that lineup was <laughs> that the Cowboys did to where they lined up in it. San Francisco called timeout. They lined up in it again and said, damn it, we're running this play. And Zeke, we're going to find a way to get your ass kicked in and become a meme on Twitter <laughs> by getting destroyed and have the play completely blow up in your face. That was horrific. It was horrific. Mike McCarthy should be fired just for that play. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people jump on. Listen, they didn't manage the clock well uh, at the end, but I will continue to say this, and I talked to other former players, and and for the most part, we all agree on this. You, there, there certainly can be bad coaching, and there can be bad play on the field. I get all of that, but the bottom line is players need to execute on the field. What was Schultz, the tight end, doing the last couple of plays? Mm-hmm. How do you let yourself get hit, knocked backwards out of bounds and not know that the clock keeps running? you got to find a way, and, and, and the, the defender for San Francisco knew it right away. As yep. soon as he knocked Schultz out of bounds, he made his arm go like clock keeps running. He pointed right at the official. The official said, yep, you're absolutely right. It keeps running. And then on the on the outplay where it would have made it at least a, a 60-yard throw, at least you could have got a Hail Mary in, he doesn't drag his other foot in. So that's player lack of execution. You know, Don't sit there and blame McCarthy for those kind of things. You want to get on him for – some of the uh, some of the, the the clock management. Okay, I understand there, but there's enough blame to go around. It, it's all now just oh, Mike McCarthy sucks. He shouldn't be there anymore. A lot of mistakes, man. Last I checked, he didn't throw those two interceptions uh, that Dak did. You know, and then Dak throws another one down the middle of the field to the right side by the hash when he's got a wide open receiver running the the a third of the field on the other side. I mean. You know, that, that stuff Dak's missing. You know, not Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore. <laughs> Mike, there was no way to see that Jalen Hurts was going to turn into this, right? Like, no. Poly- like this, MVP, right? No, 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 yeah. not this. Remember, uh, remember, we were all saying Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa this year need to prove that they are going to be the quarterback for their teams in the future. Jalen Hurts proved it. Tua was on his way to proving it. Tua was playing well. 
right? They got him weapons, and, and, he, and he's improved. Jalen got weapons, and he improved. And Jalen's going to get the big deal. And Tua, we've talked about this. You know, I'm not handing a long-term deal yet because no. of the injuries. You just don't know at this point. But Jalen has earned it. Mike, did you know Chad Penny was still in the league until he came no, in the backup? No, <laughs> no, I swear I did not. I, I completely agree. I saw the name uh, because I was flying during that game, and I'm like, holy shit. Okay, I forgot completely, completely. So, but everybody, everybody did. Everybody watched Mahomes walk off the podium, and it looked like he wasn't limping too much. I mean, how about yeah, how how how, how how viewed is a walk off the podium by the media and everybody, right? I mean, Billy, we finally found someone to agree with us. Like, Mahomes was selling that thing way too hard, man. Wow. Like, get out of here. We get it. You're hurt. So is everyone else. I mean. <laughs> so here's the thing. In all reality about that injury, there is absolutely zero doubt if it's a high ankle sprain that it was a mild one. Because a, a high ankle sprain, for those that, that may not know, is worse than basically a low ankle sprain, as long as you're not dislocating something. Mm -hmm. You're going to be out longer. You're going to be out four to six, three to five on a bad high ankle sprain, sometimes you need that spiral surgery and, and you, you might be out a little longer. So for him to actually go back in the game, I would imagine at halftime that they tried to do a lot of the anti-inflammatory things, maybe a tortal shot, I don't even know if they're allowed to do them anymore, or a cortisonal steroid IV to try and keep the swelling out of the area. Not sure they would shoot it uh with with uh you know one of the Kane, you know, brothers that, to numb it up. Don't know if they'll try that or not. Um, but for him to go back on the field, it tells me certainly he hurt his ankle. There's no doubt about it, but it's on the milder side. You know, there's grades, grade one, grade two, grade, grade three, all involve a bit of tearing at some point. But if you tell me a high ankle sprain and a guy got hurt and went back on the field and played, even though gingerly, well, I'm going to tell you, okay, it's hurt and people have different pain tolerances. But it's more to the mild side than a full-blown high ankle sprain because if that were the case, you wouldn't have seen him back on the field. So he was being a little dramatic, right? No, no, I don't think he was being dramatic. I think it still hurt him. It was very difficult to play on. A high ankle sprain is is tough. And, oh, he, got it, and he got it out and played. My point is when people hear high ankle sprain, you automatically think, oh, my God, this guy's out four to six. That's not the truth. Because just like a regular sprain of any joint that you have or any part of your body, there are different degrees. And I think his degree will be more on the lighter side than, than, the, than the, the bigger side. But, the, but again, Mike, that's why Kyle Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan and your friend Andy Reid is Andy Reid. Like, do you know how bad Chad Henney would be if he came off the bench for the Jets in a playoff game and had to go 98 yards? I mean, we're I'm just sure, not prepared. But Andy Reid, those guys are prepared. They're ready to go. And I'm sure there was all the trust in the world in him, I'm sure. I right? Know. Going in yeah. there. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Your offense now. Now. We know you're not going to do Mahomes things, but you're going to be able to manage this offense. And and, and in fairness, he, there there was an opportunity for Jacksonville to make an interception there that probably yeah. would have. Yes. I mean, Jacksonville might be playing the AFC yeah. Championship yeah. game if they make that play. But Henny, I mean, what a great job! He yeah. now holds the longest Kansas City Chiefs touchdown drive in unreal. playoff history. It's unreal. And we are all trying to say, who the hell is that? Is he still, <laughs> still here? How many years has he been playing? The longer this goes, the more two guys is going to convince himself he wants Chad Henny on the Jets next year. I oh, jeez. I, I do. I want him now. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be oh the God. best quarterback we've ever had. Yeah, see? <laughs> if yeah. you could take your choice of any of the, the big-time quarterbacks that are going to be talked about in the offseason, Stu, who would you take to be your quarterback for the Jets? Uh, Aaron Rodgers.
Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that would be my guy. Yeah, I would probably, I probably yeah. agree with you on that. Who would you take, Mikey A? I think Mikey A wants Derek Carr. I'm pretty uh, sure. Listen, you're not going to get me to be upset with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. my, probably my first choice would be Carr, just because the cost will be cheaper yeah. to get him, and it'll last a little longer. Uh, Mike, I will say this. Uh, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. From a business standpoint, he has played this perfectly. Oh, he can retire. He yes. can opt in for $52 million, or he can request a trade. Like, it's perfect. Isn't it amazing. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? And speaking of big time money, can you just imagine what Joe Burrow's extension is going to be? I cannot. Justin Herbert's extension, but really, Burrow. It's going to start with him of where that's going to go. Yeah. I think he's the best quarterback in football, Mike. I do. Well, he's playing like the best quarterback in football right now. He absolutely is. What does that mean to a team, Mike, when you have a guy who doesn't care? Home, road, rain, snow, sunshine, dome, who your other quarterback is, how many fans are screaming at him. He just has that rare ability to tune it all out and just go play football. That you always have the chance to win. Listen, last year they played in the Super Bowl and he was sacked the most in the NFL. Right before the playoffs, and then when they beat Tennessee, he was sacked like nine or ten times or eleven times in that game, you know. And and then I guess you could say, you know, the way it ended with Aaron Donald, you know, knocking him down behind the line of scrimmage was probably the fitting way for their season to end. Yeah, uh, for him getting knocked down there. But yeah, that that you always have a chance to win because he gets the shit beat out of him. Thirteen sacks in the first two games this year. Now they started doing a little better toward the last half of the season with that. But that's what it tells me. You're never out of it. I mean, well, they showed that. What was it in last year's championship game? They were down big yep. in that game, you know, and, and came back to win it. So that's what he's proven. Yep. You know, and, 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 and Mahomes and, gives his team the same call. Oh, the same thing. Yeah. The same confidence as well. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So that's what you're going to get. You're going to get very confident quarterbacks. But I just think in the NFC, you're going to get better teams. <laughs> I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, but sometimes the quarterback can overcome that. So that, we'll Yes, they can. Yeah. Yes, they can. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you're calling a game this weekend. Are you calling a game this week? I am not. doing. Okay. I'm, I'm off this week and then be doing the Super Bowl. Okay, but you're big time. Oh, I can't mm. wait to be with you at the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Billy and I will be in the booth with you, right? You need spotters? Yeah. You need anything, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. not. I think our place, you guys, is we just get, like, like neon, like, construction vests or something, just walk with, like, really big cameras on our shoulders and walk right next to Golik. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we're with Mike. And they'll be like, okay, sure. Right on yeah, in. That should, that should work because Super Bowl security That's how is Super pretty Bowl works. <laughs> you and I would be in the booth telling Golik the wrong name purposely. Oh, yeah. I would not be listening to you guys at all. Not a chance. Standing next to him after the game while he's interviewing coaches, just throwing in questions about farts or dog poop or whatever. Mike, Cincinnati (laughs) has beaten that team three consecutive times last year in the AFC Championship game. I'm so excited for this game. It's such a great matchup. Just because you have, you know, arguably one, you know, Top two quarterbacks in the NFL. You want to throw Josh Allen in there, go ahead. Uh, so how do you see this game playing out, Mike? I have a hard time seeing with Mahomes' injury and Cincinnati and Burrow playing as well as they play. Mike, you have to keep in mind, their second, their number two wide receiver would be every other team's number one wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just have a hard time seeing Burrow lose this game. I, I Listen, I do as well. Um, they had three backup linemen, offensive line playing last week. And and they still did did really, really well. They ran the ball better than I thought with Joe Mixon because normally they don't have a great rushing attack. 
Their game plan was really good. Shorter passes in the bad weather. Get the ball out to your athletes. Let them get the ball. Let them get some yards after the catch because that's the thing about bad weather. Your receivers know the routes they're running. The defense doesn't. So you can get an advantage there. I I think it's going to be tough. Now, the Bengal defense, listen, the regular season they had 33 sacks. wasn't a ton. It was in the bottom half of the league. Hendrickson can get, you know, a pretty good pressure rate there. It's not always about sacks. You just get some pressure. Uh, but a lot of fall on that defense as well. It, it This looked like – and I thought Dallas and San Francisco would be more of a high-scoring game, but both defenses really stepped up early on in this one. But both these offenses are potent, both Kansas City and Cincinnati. So you would expect a high 20s, low 30s game out of this one, depending on the weather. Uh, you know, in Kansas City of what it's supposed to be this week. But uh, I just think Cincinnati is going to be too tough to beat right now. <laughs> oh, God. What? Uh, just we were talking about what, what things we do to embarrass you. And I, t- I told Stu Gatz and Mike that I'd probably call Andy Reid Mike Holmgren. <laughs> <laughs> that pro- probably would bring my last appearance on God Bless Football if you were to oh, do that. Why? Mike, you're the co-host of the f- show dude <laughs> but to em- to embarrass me in front of my coaching friends like that oh it'd right. be an accident no. i'm just an oh idiot. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the like the like the doug marone debacle that was not well, that a was purpose. a true accident Mike. yeah, yeah I, know, Mike, I know he didn't want to embarrass himself he wants to embarrass you not himself yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> god why billy why don't you say somebody else has a stupid face and go through all that shit oh again. you know oh, i'm just ahead. recovering uh, from that <laughs> the wound is still raw huh <laughs> <laughs> uh, NFC, who do you like there, Mike? Your Eagles. I know you're so, like, are you rooting for the Eagles as an well, Eagle? I mean, not really. I mean, I know I spent most of my career there, but I don't. It's not like I know anybody in sure. the in the organization anymore. But certainly, there's a soft spot in my heart for them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where you know I enjoyed most of my career. Um, but I, I do lean toward Philly in this game. Like I said, the pressure in the first half got to Brock Purdy last week. Uh, Dallas got home on a few of them and pressured him some. And think about Philadelphia, 70 sacks in the regular season, four players with over 10 sacks. So, But what a great matchup because I'll say this, when Micah Parsons rushed against Trent Williams, Micah Parsons was not a factor. Trent Williams just did a great job. Now, Micah moved around to the other side, over the middle, and then Micah Parsons always makes himself – you know, part of, you know, the, the destruction for that defense, making great plays down the line. So he, make no mistake, he is a phenomenal player. But in the first quarter and a half on just about every time there was a straight four-man rush, he rushed on Trent Williams' side and did not get home at all. So that's going to be interesting who rushes over. Now they have a few that could rush over him on that side. Uh, but I just see them putting pressure on them. I see that both have good running games, but you add in the fact that Jalen Hurts can be part of that running game with called running plays uh, as well. The the San Francisco, I mean, the Philadelphia offensive line is the best line in the NFL. And they haven't been One of the best you've up, ever seen, I bet. Uh, right? Just phenomenal. And they haven't been nicked up a whole lot this year, so they've been 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 pretty much the, the same five. And they're fantastic. So while San Francisco rushes the passer pretty well, understand Nick Bosa led the league in sacks. The next closest on his team had five. So there was a big disparity of him and everybody else, whereas I just said in Philly, four had over 10 sacks. So you got multiple guys with the ability to rush. 
I like their running game a little bit more uh, with the fact that they can use Jalen behind that line. So I, I lean toward Philadelphia. But I will say this right now. Uh, if Philadelphia wins, I take Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. If San Francisco wins, I lean toward San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I, I just I just think the NFC, both those teams are better overall teams than the AFC teams. I think any combination of the four teams is going to work in terms of Yo, rating yes, I the com- Super Bowl. But I will tell you this. Agree. Like Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, like that defense and get like that to me, that's the best matchup if we can get to it. You but know? but you could possibly get the first rookie to ever start a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. that would be, I mean, yeah. when you, when, when you, we have all been around sports so long and sports have been around for a long time. When you could say, this is the first time that's pretty impressive. And this yeah. would be the first time a rookie has started in the, in the Super Bowl. So that'd be uh, well, pretty crazy. Yeah. It'd be crazy. And that's why, again, why we love the NFL. Uh, yeah. I'll finish up on the, on talking about best ever Jason Kelsey, the best center you've ever seen. Um, I would say, well, I mean, one of the b- best ever because, the thing about I love about him and then the guy that, that I played against, Donaldson from Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so one good. of the, I mean, probably the best technician I've ever seen in my life with hands and feet. Kelsey uses great leverage and his tenacity level is, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, listen, I also played against Mike Webster very early on in my career. Now, and he was phenomenal. That was a little more of a trapping scheme. You know, if you were a three, four, we got hit by guards and such, but he was great as well. But technique wise, Donaldson was, I mean, wow. I mean, just one of the best I have ever played against in my life. But watching Kelsey and just his tenacity, and I guarantee you by the end of the season, he's probably in the 260s. He's listed at 295, and that's probably gone after the first week of the season. He yeah. just his weight just starts to come down, and he's probably in the 60s, 70s at most uh, right now. But that dude's leverage and first step and tenacity are just incredible. He's so much fun to watch. I don't know what's going on with Mr. and Mrs. Kelsey, but shit, I wish I had some of that. Whatever. I mean, are you I kidding mean. me? I mean, <laughs> that is amazing. Because fact, Mike, he's the best tight end I've ever seen. Period. Incredible. I mean, yes. and, and certainly what the, the tight end position we know has evolved over the years. So these guys are now, you know, could split out like wide receivers. They're not just a little bit off the tackle. They're in slots. They're in the backfield. You know, they're they're wide split out like wide receivers. So they're used a lot differently and a lot more. That's why the stats are are going to be a lot better today. But it is incredible. He and you listen, the the two that are going on in one in the AC, one in the NFC, Kittle and and Kelsey are just incredible to watch. Phenomenal. They're, they're Do you agree Travis so is the best? I, I know, like, Kellen Winslow Sr. was fantastic. I mean, Tony yeah. Gonzalez. I mean, right, just think about Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, they had Tony Gonzalez for, for just about all his career. It's like going, you know, from – from um, uh, we talk about going Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers or Joe Montana to uh, – uh, to Steve Young, you know, you got Gonzalez, who is one of the greatest tight ends to ever play most of his years in Kansas City. And Kelsey's going to be a Hall of Famer as well, playing all his years in Kansas City. It's incredible. I guess what impresses me about Travis is the whole f- team in the stadium knows they're Everybody. going to him and he's still wide open. Well, I mean, we, we get this with a few people. Cooper Cup. How does he get so right. many receptions? Yeah. Justin Jefferson. How does that happen? Kelsey, same thing. How does it happen? And yet it continues to happen. So you just tip your cap to those guys. Yep. Uh, they're going to be great games. They're both crapshoots, Mike. I mean, to yeah, be honest with yep. you. Yep. <laughs> but that's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great weekend. Let's uh, hope. Let, let's hope it lives up because there's a lot. 
a lot of people think these are going to be great games, and and on paper they line you up that to last be weekend, though, too. exactly. Yeah. They line up to be great games. Let's hope we get them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there for a while, right? In those oh. games, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Josh Burrow. I mean, Mahomes, Herbert. Yeah. I mean, the AFC. Yeah, go to the AFC the, quarterbacks, the yeah. highest paid quarterbacks, <laughs> and guys are going to be around for a while. Yeah, yeah. There should be more Super Bowls so more people can win them, right? What? He wants like a couple of Super Bowls a year. What do you mean what? I mean. The hell are you talking about? Why why right at the end you got a lob or grenade? <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't you love more than one Super Bowl a year? No, no I would not. Oh. No, I no, no. Mike, I what if you not. made like the second you Super Bowl? One. I mean. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. What do you guys think about the fact that we didn't have it? We didn't have it because Buffalo didn't win. But if Buffalo won, this game would be in a neutral site in Atlanta. The possibility or the thought, the thought of neutral site championship games in the future. No. No. I Go think the not. other way. You should have home field Super Bowls. Oh. Ooh, not bad. Maybe the Mike, second. No, the Mike, I think, part, I think part of the makeup of these all-time greats is, okay, like, eventually you have to go on the road and do it. And I think it's just, a, as you spoke to earlier, it's a different animal doing it on the road than it is doing it at home. And I think, no, you need that. You have to, I, yeah. I completely agree. I, 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 would, I would like it to stay there. But, you know, the NFL, if they can figure always, out a way and all the I, owners can say, wait, we can make more money? Hmm. Yeah, you know? and they probably could. They would I think mean, about it. Yeah, yeah. You know Super how to Bowls, do it, Mike. Imagine Boom. how much money that would make. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just going to leave this conversation. Consolation bracket. <laughs> yeah. How about that? The lesser bull. We love you, Mike. I'm about ready to hit. <laughs> bye bye. The stinker bowl. You guys suck. He's going to leave us. <laughs> and I'm not talking just for today, for good. No, for good, yes. Where is that leave meeting button? <laughs> he doesn't know how to leave. All right, Mike. Enjoy the games. We'll uh, Listen, next week we'll really break down the positives and negatives of a second and possibly third Super yeah. Bowl in the season, okay? Like, don't lose faith. Oh, he left. He left. <laughs> <laughs> I took it too far. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love bonus bets. Who doesn't? 
The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. It is time for this week's edition of Steve Gatz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Championship weekend is here. I am both excited and sad. Excited for the game. Sad that we only have three of them left. And speaking of sad, 1-9 in the postseason. 60-48-2 on the regular season. Really good. Again, 1-9 postseason. Either I'm due or why the f*** would you listen to what it is I'm about to say. Let's go to the NFC game. Uh, Eagles minus 2.5. Taking on the Niners in Philadelphia. Uh, This one's easy for me. They might be the most two talented teams in the NFL top to bottom. They might be. Uh, But I'm going to take Jalen Hurts at home over Brock Purdy on the road. Purdy, do it on the road. Eagles win by seven points. We go to Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even going to say the team names. It's just Burrow versus Mahomes for the right to be the face of the NFL. I mean, Burrow wins this, goes to four, uh, wins four straight, goes to his second straight Super Bowl. He dethrones Patrick as the face of the NFL. How about that? Uh, this game's got everything on the line. Bengals plus one, taking on Kansas City at Arrowhead, Burrowhead. The Bengals win their fourth straight against Kansas City. They go back to the Super Bowl, and Joe Burrow owns the NFL. Bengals win by a touchdown. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Nathaniel Hackett. Me, well, I'm more excited about it than Mike EA. We'll get to the games in a second. Championship weekend. Because I say, hey, if you're hi- if you're hiring Nathaniel Hackett to be your offensive coordinator, there's a pretty good chance. I'm not saying there's, you know, a decent chance that maybe Aaron Rodgers is coming along with him. So uh, what are your yeah. thoughts here? I, I do think, you know, it's something to, that increases the chances of that happening or at least helps the chances of that happening. There is a special relationship there. Nathaniel's, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, I know it didn't work out as a head coach, and maybe that's not what he is. doesn't mean he's not a good coach, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I, I know that, you know, he's got a great way to communicate. And, you know, one of those guys that really makes quarterbacks feel like, hey, he's in this with me and we're a team and we're, we're trying to figure this out together. I think Rodgers to the Jets in a lot of ways, too, would be good even for, you know, the other thing in the organization, which is Zach Wilson, right? I mean, you could get Rodgers, and yeah, but then Rodgers retires after a year. Hopefully that year, you know, Zach Wilson could fix some things, too, and some tutelage there. And that's where Nathaniel Hackett, I think, could come in, too, to be a little bit more of a steady presence for a guy like Zach Wilson as well. So I I think there's a lot of positives there. And again, don't, you know, the offense... It's hard to gauge what we saw last year. You know, it is. Russell Wilson played like crap. They had to scale the offense back in Denver. There was lots of lots of issues Russell Wilson related. I'm not telling any secrets. You talk to players out there, team, people in the front office. There was issues in Denver all throughout the organization because of Russell Wilson. 
So that's the unfortunate thing about, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. He's got to deal with that perception now. So what does this do for all their other young pieces? Like, where? what does this do for the Garrett Wilsons, the Brees Halls, those guys? I think it's all positive. You know, again, I, I think Hackett's going to have an offense that's not crazy different than what they were in as far as rules and language-wise, right, Mikey A? You know, the but so there'll be a lot of like you know easy learning where they're gonna be oh okay yeah our play we did it's west coast based as far as you know mike lafleur system and nathaniel hackett system but i just think hackett has you know more experience dealing with different offenses and different types of problems right we've had last before where i said hey nathaniel hackett coached the offense of the jaguars where it was number six in football and it had blake Bortles at quarterback you know he figured out the right runs, what works with the offense, what's the best way for us to kind of, you know, attack with the talent we have. And then, of course, he's been around Rodgers and Green Bay where they can throw it Aubrey down and 45 touchdown passes and all that. So this is, to me, like the Hackett family, Paul Hackett, Nathaniel's dad, and Nathaniel, the one thing they're great at is getting everybody on the same page, you know? Uh, where it's like, no, 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 wait, you run a slant route. You don't have freedom to do this. The quarterback expects this many steps and you to break at this angle against this coverage. And that's where he's going to be great, let alone, you know, infusing some ideas that they probably haven't had either. Uh, Sims, I like your theory there because there is a relationship, correct, with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. So I like the idea of Rodgers being there for a year or two, helping out Zach Wilson along with Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, that's really intriguing if you're a Jeff fan. It has to be because they have Definitely. a relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah, relationship. And, I mean, again, you know, I know Zach Wilson wasn't great, but, you know, you, there's some things to look at still with his talent where you go, whoa, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to give up on him. You know, I certainly wouldn't. And like we said last week, if we gave up after two years, there'd be a lot of great quarterbacks we never heard of. But, yeah, I think that's where it's good, too. And it's a similar skill set to Rodgers, right? right? We talked about that a lot in the draft process. He's got that kind of arm and quick release. And, you know, he just fell down this hole of being too funky and not being ever mechanically correct and trying to make too many crazy cool throws. And that's just not the way to approach it either. And that's where Rodgers has always, you know, danced the fine line in the right way there. All right. So I'm going to ask you to make me feel better now because Stugatz has this. Hackett is there, Rodgers is next, it's only a matter of time. I'm still very skeptical that Rodgers ends up a New York Jet. So without Rodgers, who else that's available could you see fitting well with the Nathaniel Hackett system? Well, Derek Carr is the first guy I go to with the big name that I think of. Now, again, the Nathaniel Hackett, you know, that offense is not going to be totally crazy different than John Gruden in a lot of ways. So that'll be easy for Derek Carr to learn and figure that out. You know, and then after that, that's probably when we start to get into Jimmy Garoppolo and those kind of type of guys, right? But I, I think Derek Carr's the guy I look at to be, you know, after Aaron Rodgers as far as quarterbacks that are available that I would go is the next, you know, top of the market type quarterback that we know is going to be available next year at this point at least. What could Hackett do for Mike White? <laughs> I love same you, things. <laughs> so, I mean, same things. You know, again, I don't know if it's any different there. It's, it's, it's hey, it's an offense that's going to be well coached, have a few new creative ideas on a weekly basis, but more or less is going to be detailed with rules and exactly how things should be done. 
And I think that's where Hackett can be pretty good. Your words while trying to be reassuring to Sugats and Mikey are also uh, somewhat worrisome when he's the details guy and he'll instill all the rules and all that, but could not figure out timeouts and how to manage the clock. Well, this wouldn't be the first time in the history of the world that we've seen coaches who are really good coordinators that just aren't made to be head coaches, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's a lot of awesome coaches in football where I'd go, ooh, if you let this guy just coach this part, he'll be the best at it of everybody in football. Now, you know, managing a game, delegating responsibilities, game situation, calling plays, doing all that at once, those are special brains. And I think that's, you know, that's why you see limited people do that. But uh, it doesn't affect me in what I think about him as an offensive coordinator. Uh, Sims, anything Daniel Jones did last week that's going to make the Giants think any differently? That's impossible, right? At this point, they got to go forward yeah. with him. Yeah, I mean, who, who the f- thought the Giants were going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles? Like that—that's the first thing, you know. Your dad. I, wait, well, too. Did he say that? Did he pick no, the Giants? No, I don't know. Oh. I don't know if he said that. I was going to say if he did, then damn, he did get hit by Reggie White too many times in his life. Um, but but. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, again, they were not in the class of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that, that to me, was, you know, very apparent. I you, I told you guys last week, I picked the Eagles to win by 10. I said it might be worse. Uh, it's So I didn't expect the big showing there. Daniel Jones, he already made his point. And now they just got to continue to build around him and give him more weapons. And, you know, they're on the right track. But, no, he's the guy for the long term. they're going to get a contract done here in the next month and then we'll see what they do with Saquon Barkley I expect both of them back as good as San Francisco is if I told you before last week's game that they were going to score 19 uh would you have told me Dallas is going to win the game no no I wouldn't have I I you know one of the things that I broke down about the game overall I thought San Francisco was going to be conservative I thought the only way and I think you know watching back the film Knowing Shanahan, you know, watching back the game, and I thought this when I was watching it, they played a game where they just went, if we don't let Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence strip sack fumble us and, you know, or Trayvon Diggs get a pick six, we're going to beat them. If the game's played clean and we play clean, we're better than that. Uh, So I think they deliberately went with a conservative approach. So Dallas, with all the crazy stuff they would do up front, you know, didn't ruin a game and, and can end up winning. This week will not be the same. They're going to have to push the envelope on the offensive side of the ball. You know, one, Philly's defense is better. Two, like Philly's offense is better. Right. And Philly's offense is going to have answers for that 49ers defense. So they're not going to be able to help hold Philly's offense at 12 points. I can tell you that. So that's where this game will be a little different. Uh, and it's going to feel different for Brock Purdy just being on the road in the playoffs, something he hasn't dealt with yet, right? Like, that's a different Definitely. Animal, Chris. Yeah. And not like, you know, last week we said, oh, he hasn't played a defense like the Cowboys, right? Well, here's graduation. They haven't played a defense like the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, right. you know, we, we talk about the Eagles offense so much and people have forgot that it's the number two defense in football, only behind the 49ers. You know, they're very versatile in their attack. Zone, man, they're good at both. It's the best pass-rushing football team since we've seen since the 85 Bears. Crazy. No one talks about it. I don't right. understand it. You yeah. know, So they pose some problems uh, for the 49ers. And, yeah, Shanahan's going to have to be extra creative. The run game's going to have to work because if Brock Purdy has to throw and drop back 35-plus times, they're going to lose the football game. So 
you know, that's where it's, it's going to take a you know an awesome game plan and and uh, some good running to, to keep that Eagles defense honest. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbutton Podcast, Sunday Night Football in America at C Sims QB on Twitter. Uh, I will say this about the Giants: Did you have any like just going back to that game for a second? Then we'll look ahead. Yeah. Did you have any issue with Dable going for it on that first drive? Like, Chris, oh. from my standpoint, just hear me out for a second. Yeah. You're on the road. You know your team's not as talented, okay? Right. I also know it's a gravy game. Like, anything that happens past that, like, they already had a successful season. But right. your job as a coach is to try to keep your team in the game. And in that spot, with that offense, okay, in that spot, first drive of the game, you don't make it there. You know they're going for seven the other way. It's 14 nothing. Game's over. That's the only issue I have with it. I, uh, um, that's where I am too. I don't, it's not the worst decision, right? you know, cause I think like what you said too, I think he probably realized, wait, you know, they, they got, we don't have enough answers for them on that side of the ball. Right. And he probably knew he had to keep the pressure on, but I wouldn't have done it quite that early. Seven, nothing, 40, what one yard line. Right. right. Yeah. No, I would have wanted to see one more long drive before the, for the Eagles to go down a score before I would have started saying, oh, I'm going to go for it on fourth and five or fourth and seven in no man's land, right? So, yeah, I was, I'm was. i always conservative with that type of stuff. I'm always, let's continue to play the game and feel it out a little bit. Uh, but to your point, you know, I don't think it's crazy. But, yeah, once you miss that, you were like, well, they're screwed. A 50-yard drive is going to happen for a touchdown, and it was 14 nothing just like that. And then he oddly punted later in the game when they were down like a thousand points. Like it was. Yeah. Weird. Well, then it becomes manage the game and let's not look ridiculous on the scoreboard to where you know everybody goes home and it's like, damn, they lost sixty to seven. So then it starts to become more about that later on in the game. People don't know a lot about Nick Sirianni, and and I thought it was really funny that he compared Jalen or put Jalen Hurts and Jordan in the same sentence, and then he tried to backtrack and pull it back out. Like, whoa, I said that. Give me, give me those words back. I don't want to say that. But what is Sirianni's strength as a head coach? Because a lot of people don't really, really know about him. Master communicator. One of the guys. It's not coach bullshit talk right all the time. So I think right. he's very relatable. And then they have two brilliant offensive minds on their staff. Sirianni and Shane Steichen, to me, you know, I've had my eye on these two, you know, before they ever got to Philadelphia or or Nick Sirianni got to the Indianapolis Colts. I was always like, when they were out with the Chargers, I was like, damn, I like this offense. Gosh, they got a lot of stuff. And again, to think about this, the, the offense they're running is not even the offense that got them where they are. That tells Crazy. you how good they are. Yeah. You know, they realize, wait, Jalen Hurts isn't made for our offense and we got to adjust and do something else. And they invented and started a new offense in the NFL. So that that tells you it all. The fact that they have the ability to go, wait, even though I'm great at this and getting millions of dollars because of this, I'm going to adjust because my quarterback's not great at that. And I'm going to make the offense something that he is great at. And then they became a great football team. And that goes to the defensive side of the ball, too. Jonathan Gannon last year, simple, easy, early this year, same thing. Gosh, by week five or eight this year, they became exotic, doing every defense in the world. And, you know, that's where the Eagles are are damn, damn good. Chris, under normal circumstances, would Sean McDermott be under – and these are far from normal. I, we talked about this last week. But I do feel like he'd be on the hot seat. I do. Like, you, you, well, you got to get to the AFC Championship game with Josh Allen. Yeah, well, I, I hear you. I mean, listen, I I don't I actually I don't hear you. I, I where I understand it because that's where we are in this world. It's like 
you know, we're just, it's like, ah, oh, you got to win now and it's moment right now. But I mean, here's the first thing I would say. I mean, ever they've gone to the playoffs every year since the guy's been there. Uh, brings Tyrod Taylor and the Bills to the playoffs. Josh Allen, rookie year, playoffs. You know, now they're in the Super Bowl conversation. It's been AFC championship game, lose a magical finish to Mahomes in the divisional, and then this year was underwhelming. Let's also not forget that, like, you know, nobody had to deal with more outside football circumstances than the Buffalo Bills this year, right? To me, the biggest thing there still is something we've hit on. They don't have enough ballers on their football team. Right. When you talk about the four teams that are left, I can go through a list of about 10 guys on all those teams that go, man, he's a beast. He'll beat anybody one-on-one. When you talk about the Bills, it's two people. It's Allen and Diggs. That's all yeah. we got. And mm-hmm. after that, you go, what? You know? Yeah, Gabe Davis would be the fourth receiver on the Bengals. Another those running backs wouldn't even play for the Bengals, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have a Frank Clark. They don't have a Chris Jones. They don't have a Troy Henderson. They don't have a Nick Bosa. You know, they don't have an Eric Armstead. I mean, I can keep going on and on here. They know A.J. Brown, no Devontae Smith, right? So to me, it's a big part of what's the issue there in Buffalo. I've been saying this for two years. That's why I said they should go get Odell. They need more playmakers, execution, and being coached the right way is just not a- enough with some of the top teams when you get this late in the tournament. I thought it was so interesting what the Bills GM, Brandon Bean, had to say about, hey, yeah, the Bengals are better than us because they have Joe Burrow on a rookie contract and they have a deeper team. They're just a better team. But in his defense, what he said is, I don't want to be so bad that I have to take Jamar Chase, (laughs) you know? But they have so much money wrapped up in those two guys. Well, yeah, sure. You know, but I mean, in two years from now, Josh Allen's contract, we're all going to go, are you kidding me? That's all they're paying Daniel Jones? You're right. It's not that bad. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Right. And, you know, again, last year, three out of the four teams in the championship round, they had quarterbacks with huge money. So you can still build it the right way. Yes, the Bengals are in a a nice little window right now. Uh, But that's not an excuse to not have a, a really good football team. I mean, you know, Mahomes is getting paid $500 million. We just talked about all the guys they got, right? You <laughs> yeah. know, so it, it's it's not an issue. It's 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 that that I, I get it. Um, but the, the still, they went out and got Trey Hendrickson in free agency, right? You know, and yeah, they were a little different. But you know, I think when you just compare the Bills to the other great teams in the sport right now. That's where they're missing the ball. Good meat and potatoes, just not enough sizzle on the roster. It was interesting to see Micah Parsons agree with Brandon Bean. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think he was trying to show throw no, shade. No, I know. I know. You I know? know? Yeah. I think he, I, I don't know what Micah Parsons was trying to do. You uh, know? And again, yeah. I, Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. Those are two really bad interceptions in the game. Bam. It definitely cost them the game. Yes. There's no doubt about that. So I'm not yes. running from that fact. I'd also say, like, you know, like you saw in that game, and this is this is the second year of this in a row, too. When Dallas can't run the ball, their pass game is just not creative enough to ever stand alone. Right. That'd be the other issue. They never really throw the ball that well against great defenses. So, um, you know, there, there's a few things there. But, yes, it wasn't Dak's, you know, best year, especially this last half. Frank Reich is back. Carolina Panthers head coach. Oh, we love, I love him. He it. got fired in Indy. Now he's back in Carolina. <laughs> he should have never been fired in Indy. Never. 
Like, that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, I mean, Frank Reich, to me, I'm so glad to see that he's getting another chance. You know, I think when you really – you break him down a little, you just go, wait. Goes to the playoffs with Andrew Luck, 12-4. and four. Everybody on my NBC set, we're in Kansas City. They're all picking the Colts to win the game. All right? Second year, Jaco- Andrew Luck retires. He's got to play with Jacoby Brissett. They do damn good. But he also, Brissett gets hurt. And if you remember, that was also the year Adam Benatieri couldn't hit the broadside of a barn and missed like 20 chip shot field goals, right? Next year, Phillip Rivers, they're very good. Phillip can't throw the ball past 25 yards. They're dominating Buffalo. If it isn't for Josh Allen in the wild card round, they're going to upset the Bills you know, in that round and beat them. But Allen made like three or four plays that were just insane, and they won the game. Next year, Carson Wentz, right? Those issues, sure, we can blame Frank Reich for some of that. But, again, I just wouldn't have fired him this year, and I'm glad to see him get a second chance. I think he's a better coach than he gets credit for. Uh, Chiefs-Bengals, I'll just let you go, because, I mean, everyone's so excited for this game. So Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, we know Burrow's beaten them three straight times, including last year AFC Championship game. It feels like if Burrow does this again and then goes on to win the Super Bowl, it's Joe Burrow's league sim. So there's a lot on the line here with these two guys, man. There is. I mean, all three games have been close. You know, all three games, the Chiefs have had a lead in the fourth quarter and let the Bengals come back. You know, it's it, it, there's a lot of stake here. Yeah. Plus, it's two teams that are chippy and feel like they're kind of being underrated. So they both can play that element right there. And then there's right. the personal part of Burrow and Mahomes, which is real. There's no doubt. Those guys are they're ballers. They want to be the number one baller. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all that's real. Where you know, here's a few things. Cincinnati's defense does everything, and they are awesome at it. They're good at stopping the run. And we know they got every coverage in the world. And that's been an issue for the, the Chiefs when they played them. But the, where the Chiefs are a little different, the Chiefs have a legit run game this time around. To, hang, to, to go like, oh, you want to drop everybody in coverage? We can literally smash it up the middle for five and eight yards a carry. So that, I think, changes the dynamics there. Kadarius Tony changes the dynamic a little bit. And... You know, that'll be interesting. Mahomes, I don't think scrambling really matters. Nobody scrambles against Cincinnati. You saw Josh Allen. He couldn't get out of the pocket last week. But his movement inside the pocket will be critical to their success. And buying a little time or just buying that window. And it looks like he's going to be able to do that. But, like, Kansas City's got to stay patient with the run. they got to be good in the screen game to the receivers out on the edge. they got to get Lou Anarumo and that defense to come up a little bit and worry about some other things so they can't always play these exotic, crazy coverages. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City's second and five, run the f- ball. Third and four, run the f- ball. They're going to drop eight and nine into coverage. They've fallen into that trap too many times, and it's put them in some bad spots. That's the biggest thing there. Hey, the other side of that matchup, the Chiefs have to do more on defense. They got to be a little bit more like the Bengals. The Chiefs in week 13, when I go back and watch that film, guys, it's either blitz, everybody's blitzing, or everybody's fakes the blitz and they end up in cover two. And those two things alone just aren't enough to confuse the Mahomes, the Burrows of the world. So Burrow, oh, wait, a dummy snap count, blue 45, blue 45, said hi. Oh, he gets a feel. Oh, they're going into cover two. They call their cover two plays. And they tear it apart. He's the best zone quarterback in football. The Chiefs, when they got down 14-3, to if you go back and watch the game, 
They started to get exotic. Oh, let's double chase. Let's put a guy at the line of scrimmage and have him drop back and another guy blitz. And they gave the Bengals some problem and came back in the game and went up 17-14. Got the lead and then went back to let's play cover two. And then Joe, who's the best zone quarterback in football, was just like bing, bang, boom, hey, we're back in this. So their defense is going to have to take some more, you know, calculated risks and change up the looks if you want to beat the Bengals. Because if they know what you're doing, he'll tear you apart. Uh, Sims, get out of here. But if you could do me a favor, PFD with Mike Florio, as I'm promoting, can you just back up a little bit and do the bing, bang, boom, or motions, okay? PFD with Mike Florio, Unbutton Podcast. Boom, bing, bang, boom. Hey, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> bing, bang, boom. PFD with Mike Florio, Unbutton Podcast, Sunday Football Night in America, and also at CSimsQB uh, on Twitter. Follow him there. Great stuff. We appreciate it, bud. We will talk to you, okay? All right, man. Be good. Okay, See get you guys. out of here. K Funk, uh, your plan last week, we caught on Jabba. You did you weren't here for it. So last week, uh K Funk delivered on another one of his A-list guests. He promised us, I believe, three by the end of the season. And we had Antonio Tarver come back last week. And we guessed that the reason that Antonio Tarver came back is because K Funk did not want to have the second best win percentage and Tarver went three and two the first time he was on. So he had a 600 win percentage. So we thought K funk was bringing him on so that Tarver's win percentage would go down. Uh, however, Antonio and Tarver then went three and one. So his win percentage actually went up to 667 and K funk had a two and two week. So his win percentage went down. So K funk is assured to not actually win this well, season because there's not, not enough games left. That's not why he came on, but good try, Billy. Well, uh, I think that's exactly why he came on. And I think now and I think now that Tarver came back for multiple weeks, I think there's no asterisks at the end of his name because uh he's a recurring picker. Mojo, I do have bad news for you, however. Um last week there was also a change at the bottom of the rankings. Now Carl, as he mentioned, went three and one, and you unfortunately went one and three. Uh, and win percentage wise, Carl jumped two people. He jumped you and he jumped Roslyn the witch. And Carl hey, now sits hey, hey, hey. Carl now sits in fourth place. And Mojo, you unfortunately have now fallen all the way to last place because of a three and one week. And I I haven't run the numbers yet, but this you week we only up. have we only you have two games. Up. And then the Super Bowl. So I don't know if we're going to have to do profits or what we do, but Carl is now sitting pretty, not in last place. So it seems like he will not be getting Kamala Harris for us or OJ Simpson as promised. <laughs> I was hoping for Carl to lose. I got to be honest with you. I mean, there you go. See, don't well, hate, then don't you hate, shouldn't have written my picks hate. all season, fellas. Well, I'll tell you just, what, justice at its finest right now. I'll make the Super Bowl worth 10 games. If it ta- if that's what it takes to make Carl Douglas lose this thing, I'll do anything because I want wow. the vice president on it, okay? Hmm. I've tried. She hasn't responded yet. I'm still trying. You have done no such thing, Carl. You have not reached out You're to not the even vice certain president your number. I mean, asking no, to I, pick I, games. I, I do have a number for I do have a number for I do have a number for her. I do have a number okay. for her. It's in there. Who's going to pick for Chris? You, Mikey A.? Yeah, give him Mikey A. Sure. That's punishment. That's okay. punishment. All right. All right. That's good. Mojo, how did astrology go yesterday? Astrology was fantastic. I knew exactly what they were saying at all times and completely understood every point made. Do you feel enlightened? Like it's going to help you with your picks this week, maybe? Ah, 
you're right. I should have asked the astrologist. That's actually Aaron Rodgers' astrologist. Probably could have had her make some picks. Wait, come again? You spoke to Aaron Rodgers' astrologist yesterday? Yeah, that that's his astrologist. He works with her Is like he coming every to the week, Jets. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Where's he going? <laughs> no, he's staying with Green Bay because no. uh no. go pack go. All right, I'm gonna go over the uh, the records real quick, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if Chris Gronkowski finally decides to show up because I need to get out of this conference room that I'm not supposed to be in. Uh, Antonio Tarver six and three, six sixty seven winning percentage. K Funk fifty four thirty nine and four. Jabba forty three fifty and four. Chris Gronkowski thirty nine fifty four and four. Carl Douglas twenty eight forty one and two, but having a hell of a playoff. Rosalind, she's a witch, a friendly one. Uh, two and three. Mojo, who's driving right now, 36, 57, and four. He is in last place. <laughs> well, I don't know why that makes us all smile and laugh, but he's in last place. <laughs> uh, it's because I'm the spread master and I'm the champ, and you guys are laughing at how you destroyed my name this year with all these fraudulent picks. So you're finding it amusing. Mm hmm. By the way, last week, Mojo one and three, Tarver three and one, Chris two and two, K Funk two and two, Carl three and one, Jabba's coin, <laughs> courtesy of Roy, and an app one and three. Okay. Oof, I, no. Now, listen, Mojo, you don't hear Jabba complaining about Roy's job, you know? Well, Jabba also flips a coin, so it's mildly different, but he's right. a nice guy. <laughs> he's, 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 allowed, he's giving y'all one with that. <laughs> Uh, all right, how are we doing this? Is Chris Gronkowski? So, Mikey, yeah, you're going for Chris? Yeah. Let me just make this easy. Chris is going opposite Mojo. Okay, Chris is going opposite Mojo. Oh, that's uh, a good plan. I, I like, like that. that. I like that. Okay. Mojo, do you want anyone to go first here? Is there anyone? Like, do you want to hear K-Funk's picks before your picks, or how do you want to do this? Um, I'm whatever you guys want, but let's, let's not bring up K-Funk like he's – the champion or something the guy's number two for crying out loud he, yeah i don't want to brush past billy's point right. earlier i mean he literally brought on tarver just so tarver would ruin his record and k funk could have number yeah. one again and it worked completely against him because tarver just jumped out to an even bigger lead with an even higher percentage and yeah. I, that's just very funny and entertaining too it makes me happy is what it does all right. Well, the guy actually that you need to catch is Carl Douglas. So you want Carl to go first, and then you go, or Rosalind? Sure, oh, sure, care. sure. Okay, okay. Bring well, it, I'll bring it, bring it, bring it. Let's go, Carl. Bring it. All right, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> NFC Championship game: Forty ers at Eagles. Eagles minus two and a half points. <clears throat> a game being played at Philadelphia. Brock Purdy has yet to play a road game in the playoffs. Um, and so we're going to see how this one's going to go. I like the Eagles, but again, I'm one in seven in the playoffs picking football games here on God Bless Football. So don't listen to me. So with that being said, let's go to K-Funk first. K-Funk, who are you taking here? I'm taking Purdy, and I'm taking the 49ers. All right. He's taking Purdy and the 49ers. Uh, let's go to uh, Carl Douglas. Carl, go ahead. A rookie has never been in the Super Bowl for a reason. I'm taking the Eagles. That a boy. All right. Uh, Mojo, I'm assuming that means you're taking the 49ers? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, – dang it. I wanted to to take who Carl picked, but obviously we can't do that now, can we? Nope. We don't need to so just take who you like, buddy. All right. Well, for the sake of the show and trash talk and all those <laughs> things, just give me uh, opposite Carl Douglas. Go ahead and write uh, it on the – Right That's how you do it. Mojo, you have no choice at this point. You got to go opposite Carl. That's the only way to do it. You have to. 
That's fine. Okay. <laughs> you sound so defeated. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you really do. <laughs> so you're going opposite Carl and Chris is going opposite you. Yes. Great. Yep. Yes. You got that, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> so really everyone's opposite somebody. So we really only yeah. need to have one guy make a pick because then it just flip-flops after that. Yeah, but there's no chance in hell that K-Funk ain't making his picks. He's so proud of his season. Like yeah. He needs to make these picks, okay? All right, Jobby, you ready? We missed you last week, but you ready to go here? All right, heads, 49ers, tails, eagles. Flip it. I wanted to actually have a jar of mayonnaise and hope I get the Niners because your love for Buck Derby, but we were out. My entire wrist still smells like mayo. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what was I again? What was it? It was uh, heads, 49ers, tails, eagles. Yep, I figured. <laughs> All right, you got the 49ers. All right, we go to the AFC Championship game. Chiefs plus one. The lines bounced all over the place. What do you got, Job? No, I was just it, – it, it, it's been everywhere. This one is yeah, scary. It has been. It started, I think, minus three Kansas City, then plus one, and then plus two, plus two and a half. Then Mahomes said, hey, I'm ready to play. I'm good. He walked off the podium. He had no limp, and the line went back down to one. So uh, Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs are plus one at Arrowhead Stadium. Mahomes getting a point. We go to uh, – we go to K Funk first. The uh -oh. line actually moved again. The Chiefs are now favored by one. Yeah. The Chiefs. Oh, it my just, God. It's moved again. Jesus Christ. Listen, pick the game before it moves again. Okay. So you have the Chiefs minus one Chiefs at home one. taking on the Bengals. Go ahead, K Funk. Give me Mahomes. I'm taking Mahomes at home. Okay. Uh, Carl Douglas, go ahead. I've never gone against Mahomes until today. I'm taking Joe Burrow. That a boy. That's the pick right there. Uh, Mojo, what are you doing? Opposite Carl Douglas. All right. And Chris is opposite that. Uh, here we go, Jabba. Heads, Chiefs, Tails, Bengals. Flip it. Tails. All right. You got the Bengals. Hey, Billy. Uh, Tarver texts me his picks. Oh, good. What are those? What are they? You I see what you're doing ass. here. You liar. Yeah. You're <laughs> shit. yeah. <laughs> gonna be opposite yours. Well, hold on. Let, let's hear him first. Let's hear him first. I'll send, no, I'll send you a screenshot with the time right here. Look. I'll, I'll, right <laughs> send now. me the phone I believe too. you. What, what are they? The time stamp. I'm sending it to Billy right now. No, Just, no just tell us the picks, K-Fog. We believe he you. He wants Cincinnati. He wants the Eagles. Okay. Opposite Cincy. you. Hey, look. Read it. Read it, Billy. What I hey, man, no, no, no. We need Tarver to come on and say it from his own no. mouth. Nope. You text hold on. You hold text hey, hey, hold on. Carl, Carl Douglas has something to say. Everyone calm down, okay? Carl, I go ahead. I have gotten to know these people over the over the weeks. K-Funk doesn't lie. I believe him. That's the picks. Carl. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Have you sent it to Billy yet, K-Funk? Yeah, yeah, I sent it to Billy with a time. I have a screenshot. It just says Antonio. It could be anyone, but we'll go with Any it. Antonio, <laughs> right? It's a, a, Antonio yeah, cleans up the strip club. I mean. Here, I'll give you a number here. It's fine, K-Funk. It's, it's the security guard at the strip club. <laughs> yeah. He would yeah, totally have that guy's exactly. number. Java, Java, you know everyone. The cook. Oh, there's no Antonio. No, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it, but that's such a valid point. That's what I'm saying. If it's just one name, it could be a gamut of everybody. Carl, do you want to uh, promote your uh, law firm on the way out here? <laughs> Douglas Hicks Law, the best firm on the West Coast. Douglas Hicks Law. That a boy. 
Uh, Jobby, you want to promote anything for the championship game? Perhaps you have a bar or a restaurant in Manhattan somewhere. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, you might as well go check it out. We're going to be uh, at Midtown location, 30th between 7th and 8th, and uh, check out American Whiskey. And then we got another one in Newark, New Jersey, so check it out there and um, tell them I sent you and have a good time. Uh, Mojo, you want to promote something uh, on the way out here? I'd like to promote the guy that's going to win this season. That's Antonio Tarver, who did not make picks today. Uh, <laughs> going to go ahead and say we didn't hear his voice. We didn't see his face. Uh, we're getting texts. I mean, I just was texting with Tom Brady. I got his picks if you guys oh, yeah. want those. Who did Tom pick? Yeah, so I, put I, that I got out President too. Biden. He just texted me, too. I got his picks. Uh, wow. Who else you guys want? I'll just text him real quick and get those. Who did Tom but take? I'd like to- yeah, who did Tom take? Just so we can put it out. Uh, Tom took opposite Mojo's picks exactly. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he took Tom's yeah. picks too. Okay. <laughs> Who'd Biden take? Yeah, yeah. He went opposite <laughs> Tom. Who did Biden take? Yeah, it's weird. Just everybody I texted picked opposite Mojo, like exactly wow. my picks. It was so unusual. Wow. Smart. That's smart picking, though. Tom Cruise. I. Oh. Tom Cruise texted me and Denzel as well. They're also opposite Mojo. And right. Okay. It's a good it, job. It's very you. credible. Very, very I actually cool. like I your can picks. send you screenshots if you'd like. I actually like your picks this week, Mojo. Think oh, you're gonna I mean, exactly. K-Funk, listen, K-Funk. no one wants your stamp of approval. I mean, we know you had a good season, <laughs> but now you're getting carried away. Okay? <laughs> I mean, oh, God. I actually like your picks. He's validating picks now. I love your cockiness. <laughs> love your picks, <laughs> I'd also like to say that uh, I think just DraftKings is the best place around to – that pick your lines and place your bets and just they're they're just the best in the business aren't they fellas i would agree and and we need to get them to nebraska asap we just opened up legal casinos so let's uh let's get them to nebraska uh that's where you've been for a week we couldn't find you i mean (laughs) (laughs) we only we only have slots right now they just started okay uh, all right, gentlemen, enjoy championship week. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Sorry I was a little bit rushed today, but I uh, again, I'm in a conference room that's going to be used by an actual company in 11 minutes for a uh, for a big lunch. So I got to get out of here. Java, did you have an alias when you were playing? Was there an alias? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Do you still have that George, alias? George Jefferson. Wow. <laughs> I really? love that. <laughs> I was moving on up. <laughs> that, is, that is so great. What was Jeter's alias? What was it? You know? You can't tell me. Oh, you almost got it out of him, dude. I know. I snuck <laughs> it in there quick, K-Funk. I mean, I really like ninja I, I did. I did switch one year to Lightning McQueen because it was my son's favorite movie. Oh. Oh, wow. Who and is Jeter? Jeter. <laughs> You know what? He had to have one. No, he did. I, it was it was something not like real creative, but the captain. Nah, they most <laughs> most of most of them did like celebrities or like actors and shit. DJ, like Johnny Damon did Craven Moorhead. Right. Um, oh, of course, Craven Moorhead. <laughs> there was another guy with. Oh, this uh, is great. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Hey, would you, hey, would you blow me? Yeah. Um, so the Simpsons, pretty much. Bartleby Blumkin was another one. Uh-huh. Hmm. I want to guess. Hey, would you blow me? I want to guess who's that was. <laughs> you would. You would never get it. Mariana. Rivera. I would give you. 
a billion. Jorge Posada. No. I will say he got ran out of New York. A-Rod? For wearing a specific number. Ricky Leday? No. That's a great guess, Mike. Mike, that is an unbelievable <laughs> guess. And also a name that just makes me smile. Ricky Leday. <laughs> what a it great because, guess. It was because he wore Paul O'Neill's number. It was uh, a reliever. Chuck, yep. Chuck Knobloch. No, it was a reliever. No. Um, yep. Oh, Billy is really researching right now. I'm, I mean, I'm looking. Yeah, we all need to know. Was it the lefty? Right-handed. No, he was a right-handed guy. Right-handed oh, reliever. Latroy Hawkins? Yep. Wow. Well, yeah! Did Latroy have good seasons, or, I mean... No, he didn't That's why they ran him out. If he was having, like, a really good season, they would have been fine with him wearing Paul O'Neill's <laughs> number. <laughs> well, he picked it as soon as he got over, and then everybody, like, he wore it, and they booed him, and then yeah. they asked him afterwards, and you know how it goes with the New York media. Yeah. Um, so guys, there's also a very real meeting going on in the conference room you're in, so you don't well, want to about, hold them up. In, in, in about six minutes, yes, yeah. in six minutes. Uh, you hear that? Look, that's them. That's telling. That's them telling me to get the f- <laughs> out of here. They're actually <laughs> announcing over the PA system. Stigats, get the f- out of the conference yeah, room. Yeah, that's already. what they're <laughs> saying in the PA. That's what, that's what it is. Listen. An alarm has been activated. We are investigating the Arrested. They're investigating the cause. It might. It, it listen. It may have or may not have been the heater I just put out. Oh on the my floor god! <laughs> oh my god! A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't: the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.